Welcome to episode 15 of the Free People Move podcast. This one is going to be a special one for all the remote work fans out there because we talked to Dave Novak from Hubstaff um, and Hubstaff is one of our favorite companies ever because they are a hub for everything remote work. So we had a big chat about mostly that. So we're going to discuss Hubstaff in general, what they do, which services they have, and then go strictly into remote work, the hiring process behind it, the communication, remote teams, tools to use, and the personal benefits as well as challenges that come with it. So hope you enjoy and uh, see you soon. Hey, Dave. How are you? How are you doing? I'm great. I'm doing good. Awesome. So it's good to have you here. And uh, you are the co-founder of Hubstaff. Yes, I am. Yep, hubstaff.com. Awesome. So Hubstaff and, and Teleport kind of uh, made acquaintances a couple of weeks ago, and we decided that since we want to kick off the podcast again, then uh, it would be great to have you guys. So, yeah, look forward to it. Yeah. So before we get into Hubstaff, um, tell us a bit about yourself. So where do you come from? What have you been up to? All that good stuff. Yeah, so um, I've been doing remote work uh, ever since like 2003, I think, so a long time. And back before it became kind of a trend, I have always had my own internet businesses. Uh, most of them would be considered very small, um, around a million dollars in revenue. You know, they've ranged everywhere from, you know, e-commerce to, uh, I had an SEO software. We've done services businesses. And then through all of that work, I really, and all that experience, you know, kind of led me to create um, Hubstaff, um, which is really a tool for remote work and a platform for remote work. I just really believe in in the future of it, and I think it's it's a you know a, a trend that will only continue. And you know our our or really my my mission is to you know create the best platform possible to enable it. All right. So Hubstaff, the the idea kind of came from your own previous experience and what you've yeah. done before. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners know about Hubstaff yet, but if they don't, then tell us kind of shortly about what you guys do and, and what, are you, what are you trying to do with, with the product and service? Well, you know, it's time tracking primarily. We're trying to become, you know, the really the, the largest hub for time. That's, that's, you know, kind of a play on words, but that's really kind of where the name hub came from is, you know, we integrate with all different services. And uh, we have like over 30 different integrations, um, you know, payment services, accounting services, other time tracking services, project management tools, um, all that different stuff. And so really time is really important in each of the services. So, you know, on the surface, it's, it's time tracking for distributed teams, remote teams. But really, it goes a lot deeper than that because we have a lot of uh, clients that really use us for, you know, tracking time to build clients and tracking time for you know, really to understand the cost of acquiring a customer. There's all kinds of different applications. So time tracking really is at the forefront of what we're trying to do. Okay, so it's mainly time tracking, but then when you get into it, it's kind of um, go-to place for yeah. pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. All right, sweet. So you guys are a remote team as well, obviously? Yep. Right, so are you, are you completely remote, or do you have an office here and there or anything at all? No, we're 100% remote. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you started out 100% remote as well. Yes, exactly. The only reason why you know we would ever consider an office, to be honest, is is you know Jared and I, my co-founder, are both in Indianapolis, and we both have young kids, and that becomes a challenge, a challenge in a in a joyful, but it's also a challenge uh, sometimes right. to really focus. Right. So you just have a little mini mini office over yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> but we but we don't we don't we don't have that. We've gotten through, but. Uh, and, you know, honestly, every time I compute, I'm just like, it's just a waste of time, you know? Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so how many employees do you guys have right now? So we have, well, we have all contractors. Uh, so we don't have any real W-2 employees. Um, we kind of offer the ability for our people to work as much as or as little as they, as they want. We have, like, around 11, I think, on the development side. And I think I have about the same on marketing and support. So we have like five on support and I think like seven on marketing. So maybe a little more, 12. Yeah, your employees. So the, the ones that you have, are they mainly in the U.S. or are they kind of around the world? Oh, they're all over the world. Yeah. We have we have support a lot in the U.S. Uh, we have, I think we have three in the U.S. Uh, but even that spread out, we have California, we have Florida, which is like the farthest, well, not the furthest, but very on, on both sides of the coast. And then we also have someone in, in Missouri in the Midwest. So that's in the U.S. on support. Um, and then we also have support in the Philippines. They kind of work the opposite schedule as the U.S. So, you know, that works out well. On the marketing side, I've got, you know, India. We've got Eastern Europe. We've got the U.S. Um, and on development, we've got the same kind of India, Eastern US, uh, Eastern Europe, and um, the U.S. Right. So when you're, say, you're hiring kind of new people, so what does is, what is the hiring process look like? So you're looking, like, literally around the world, and then you kind of communicate clearly that you're a remote team, and then they can be pretty much anywhere they want. Yeah, I mean, the hiring process, I, you know, I think the hiring process kind of, we do trumpet that it's a remote position or a remote company, but... You know, in general, like, we don't have to do much to communicate that. I think it's almost assumed. Maybe it's because of the software that we have, or maybe it's because, you know, of the of the fact that we're headquartered in the U.S. and we're looking for people to work for us that are in different parts of the world, I guess. But really, that's not a, that's not a focus. Really, it's just a more, it's more focused on the culture, on the, on the fit, on the skills, and then we try to look to make sure that that each person is really going to work the way that that we need them to work, which is really comes down to really strong communication. So this is something that we've talked about a lot in Teleport as well, is that you're going to have remote employees, but they need to have like a certain personality type almost. You know, they need to be very self-disciplined and kind of so you, you can't really hire anyone to work in a remote position. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so our we have a we have a process that we go through. It's very similar to what I would do if I was hiring, you know, someone that was going to come work in an office. You know, I mean, we have a series of of questions we ask them. Those are kind of a gateway a gateway questions, um, and then we, in general, I mean, that weeds out ninety percent, maybe more of the of the applicants, and then we talk to them on over Skype usually. And then um, that's kind of a vetting interview. And then we'll have a technical interview where our lead developers will get on the call with them if it's on, I mean, if that's, if it's for a development position, obviously. After that, we pretty much go into a trial 
type of a hire. So we say, you know, hey, let's let's start working together for a period of 60 days or whatever. And that's really where we decide and determine if it's somebody we want to keep or not. And usually it is. Usually we end up keeping the person. Right, because at that point you've kind of already gotten to know them a little bit and yeah. and they should be suitable for the thing. Right. All right, cool. So you mentioned um, communication before as well. So do you guys have like any kind of written or unwritten rules of, of how you communicate within the team so that everything goes smoothly and doesn't kind of go off tracks or anything? Yeah, I mean, typically it's more a process, you would call it. So I've got it, you know, a process for the marketing team and then in the development side has kind of the same thing. But it's a way for me as the manager to pretty much get what I need in an automatic fashion. So um, we have daily standups and that's done over Slack. And when you come in to the organization, basically you're just part, it's what you do. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's more of a process that happens. Um, and in that, in that daily standup, you know, I have, uh, created what you know a way to get what I need out uh, in terms of communication out of the people um, and so we ask things like is your weekly sprint on track if not what's in the way and basically what did you do for the past 24 hours and what do you plan on doing for the next 24 hours so by reading through that it happens every day at 9 30 a.m eastern time and by reading through that I basically get an understanding of are things in line, you know, and so you can see how that could open up a, a dialogue between everyone on the team. And that whole thing is transparent. So everyone sees it. That's really interesting because we've talked to a lot of remote teams and um, there's kind of a it's, it's either it's either remote teams have like stand up meetings once a week or so or they have them every day. It's like pretty mm -hmm. much never anything in between. So Teleport has one like every Monday and we have this big weekly meeting. But then a lot of remote teams have said that they do it like once a day and then the other ones do it still like once a week. It's really interesting to see like the kind of density of meetings or stand ups that remote teams have. Yeah. And um, ours is like ours is not in general. People are not always present. It's more like just a communicating documentation you've already gathered. So every day, you know, like there's like a bullet point list. Uh, people keep a bullet points list of like what they have done and then what they plan on doing. You know, it's kind of like, and all you do is copy and paste that bullet point list like into Slack. So everyone right. can see it, but you don't have to be, I mean, it takes like not very long to do. And not everyone is like, I've seen stand up meetings where everyone has to be present at that time. We do it differently. We don't have to do it like that. I can sometimes I read those at like at people will put them in at nine thirty, but I don't read them till eleven. You know, so that works for us because it's more done on you know our own time, I guess. All right, so I assume you guys use Hubstaff yourself as yes. well. Yeah, right. we use it both. For, <laughs> yeah, I mean we use it both for the tracking of time and then also the payments to our staff. So besides Hubstaff, and you mentioned Slack as well, which is quite important, um, are there any other kind of tools that you use to manage your, your remote team's work? Yeah, I mean, we use, so we use Jing. So right. it's by uh, Camtasia, the company that does Camtasia, Te TechSmith. And that basically is annotation, so screenshots and annotation. Um, right. Also videos. Um, I use Monosnap as well for videos. We do a lot of uh, videos. So that works well for us. 
I have it set up to where basically all of the screenshots and videos I take go directly to Dropbox. I can share the link. So that is a time saver for me. We spend the majority of our time in Google Drive. So all of our uh, specs for the development team is done in Google Drives. Uh, we use mockups for, for wireframing. Um, so that's we use that a lot as well. You know, obviously Skype for voice calls like we're using now. And that's really kind of the extent of it. So that's another thing that's really fun to kind of ask remote teams is what kind of kind of tool suit they have. Because um, sometimes it happens that we kind of talk to one remote team about the, the, the suit of tools that they use for managing their remote work. And then some other teams get ideas from that of, of what they can use to make their yeah. kind of work easier and so on. So right. that's always good to know. Yeah, I mean, we there's one I left out, I guess. We we use Trello for project management. We have a our own tool we're developing internally, so we've kind of switched to that. But Trello used to be a very important part of what we do, uh, probably one of the most important parts. So going away from kind of um, team, team management and remote team management, um, Working remotely, so you've been working remotely since 2003 or something. Yeah. Uh, so for for a fairly long time now. So like this is that is a long time. Um, like personally, how do you feel your life has changed, or what kind of kind of benefits do you think that working remotely has given you that that kind of has has made you want to stick with it and and not yeah. work traditionally anymore? Yeah, I mean, well, I will say this. So I am a person that has. Right now, you know, I've always had a lot of close friends and people, so I don't need that. I don't have that need for um, t to make new th new friends and acquaintances through work. I think that a lot of people have that, um, and that's important to have, you know. And and um, you know, if I think that's one thing that if you need that, you should go get that because I couldn't imagine working here and just spending my life with without close friendships that lots of times are derived from a workplace, you know? So that's right. one thing that I think that I have a little different than the kind of the average person, I guess. But like in terms of benefits, I mean, I've got a four and a five-year-old now and I've, I really know my kids. Like I really, I spend a lot of time with them. I get to, you know, they, I, they come in my office at 10 and at 12 and at, you know, one and like five times at two, you know what I'm saying? And just those little interactions, you know? Yeah. Uh, mean a lot to me. Um, like I said, it is challenging at times, but it also looking when I look back on it, I'm sure that I'll look at that and say like I really value that time. I work outside a lot. I, when the weather's nice, I, I'm I'm outside. I can work from my driveway on a chair. I feel like I'm very productive, so I get like you know I start work sometimes at at six a.m. Sometimes I start at seven a.m. Sometimes I start at uh, not usually any less than that, but I get to basically go take a shower, walk downstairs and I'm working. Like I, I think that for me, that's the most beneficial aspect of remote work right there. It doesn't matter where I work so much, whether it's like in an office somewhere or here, like the main benefit is that that's an hour of time that I just got back. I mean, maybe more than that in terms of commute time. Yeah. That's a huge one right there. I mean, even if I, even if my office was close, I still feel like I'd have to like get dressed and like really get in the car, get in a different mindset, you know, make the commute and then walk in the office. That time to me adds up over the course of a month. It's a lot of hours saved. So you, you mentioned before as well that, it, you know, all these benefits, but it is kind of challenging at the same time. So 
like on a personal level um i'm guessing distraction is is kind of one of the biggest kind of challenges but is there anything else that you feel like is kind of a kind of a bad side of it no i mean not really not not other than like what i said you know to start off which is you know the kind of um loneliness that one might feel if they are not connected to a to a team so on a on a team level um communication is always something that kind of remote teams tend to not struggle with but it's it's still harder so on a team level what do you what do you feel is something that the people at hubstaff and you guys kind of um sometimes feel like is a little bit challenging with remote work you know i think it's probably understanding personality types, understanding, I think that sometimes things can be written in a certain way that people don't intend on. And I think that if, if you talk to somebody face to face, sometimes you would get a different vibe or a different way of understanding what they meant. Um, and that doesn't exist in the remote team. You have to use the tools that are available. Voice chat is good for that, I guess. But uh, in general, we don't really, we don't use voice chat as much, nearly as much. I talk to my people over voice probably twice a month, so it's not on a daily basis at all. And you know, and th- I think that that's the way that I I do that for a reason. That's the way I I want it to happen. Um, so it's still kind of communication related, kind of um, getting yeah. used to the fact that you can't really you can't walk over to someone you know at any point, um, walk over to the desk and go, hey, I've got this issue. So you need to kind of learn to communicate via chat or whatever and it's it, it can be a little bit hard at first yeah I but i mean like i yeah and i haven't really had any troubles i don't think anybody on the team's had any troubles really about uh i i think everyone enjoys working re, you know remotely i don't think it's i don't think it's a i don't think it's a bad thing really for anybody on the team right to be honest i guess if if you know if, well we're at teleport we're kind of convinced that working from wherever makes you happy makes you happy work-wise as well so that happens yeah, exactly. probably translates right. into communication as well yeah exactly. i mean they can do whatever i mean my team really can i mean the, the freedom that's in that that they get you know being able to work remotely i mean they can anybody at any time can do anything they want they can travel they can take time off they can be with their kids. I mean, just the ability to be free, I think, is the most important aspect of it. Right. We believe in exactly the same thing. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, do you guys get together as well? Like go have meet up, meetups or anything uh, like that? Not yet. Not yet. We don't have the – like we're, we're just becoming profitable. So, right. it, you know, we're not funded. Um, so thus far we have not done that. Uh, we are planning on it, but we just haven't done it yet. Right, so you've got employees who have literally never met each other. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. It's going to be so cool when you do finally meet. <laughs> yeah, so... Right, that's awesome. So, again, since you've, you've been doing remote work for such a long amount of time, so how... Like, I, I feel personally like remote work has really kind of blown up in the past couple of years, like the trend of doing it, and a lot of startups are remote right. now and, and all of that. So, But as someone who's done it for such a long time... How do you see the future of remote work? Do you think it's going to become even more common or do you think it's going to kind of die down a little bit or what do you think about that? Oh, I definitely don't think it's dying down at all. I mean, I think that it's going to become commonplace. I think it's, I think that, um, I, you know, technology is the leader in it. Um, now that the tools exist back, you know, 10 years ago, the whole reason I started Hubstaff is because I looked for a tool. I mean, I, back in 2008, I was looking for a tool. 
that's not that long ago. Um, not eight, that was eight years ago. And, um, you know, I could not find a tool to do what I wanted Hubstep, you know, what I wanted, which is basically to understand and help me manage my team. And that's when I had an office, I had an office in Arizona. Um, but I still did not want to, you know, my company was a small company. Um, I, I had, I think six or seven employees at the time, full time. And I just wanted, I needed help to, to help understand better what my team was doing without me having to, you know, spend my time to try to get that information. I, I needed software to help me get that information out of my people. I, I just, I feel like it didn't exist back then. The whole re- that's the whole reason why we built Hubstaff and when the idea first, first started to come to form in my head. Um, and, you know, since then, it's just like, it's, it's just the, the whole trend has to totally flipped. Now, tools like this exist all over the place. We have, you know, Skype has taken off since then. Uh, the whole like Upwork thing's taken off since then. You know, the whole idea of remote work, you know, the startups, it's, it's a trend to make this happen. Uh, you can communicate so much easy, uh, more easily with people all over the world. You know, you and I are in, in totally opposite sides of the world, and this would not happen in 2008. I wouldn't so even it, have a way of, I feel like, getting to know you back then. It was cl- still very closed off, and now it's not. So the globalization of, of the way that things are so much easier and the fact that you and I can sit here and talk with each other uh, across the world easily and efficiently, that it has driven the change, I think. Right. It's only going to become more. All right. So in another eight years, we're going to be all working remotely. <laughs> well, I think we're all going to be, I think we're all going to be communicating with each other. I think people are going to realize that it does like, I think people are going to realize that the most important factor is that they can get the job done. There are people number, well, it's two things. Number one, there are people all over the world that can get jobs done and are looking for work themselves, uh, right. freelancers, you know, you know, that's number one. And, you know, companies are going to realize that and they're going to realize that, Hey, if I can't find the person I'm looking for locally, or if I don't want to find the person I'm looking for locally, I can find them elsewhere. And then the second thing is that I think they're going to realize that they actually have a better, potentially a better talent pool, like a, they can find a better person. So it's still, it's, it's kind of um, good on, you know, both a personal level and, and on company levels yeah, as well. So like you mentioned, it's, yeah, so, you know, you're happier personally, like on an individual level. And then also you have this whole world full of people that you yeah. can hire if previously you could have only hired, you know, in your kind of very narrow geographical point that you were in. Yeah, totally. So you're a great example of someone who had a problem and then you created the solution to fix that problem, which is awesome. Something that we ask from all of our podcast guests every single episode is that while you've been remote working, while you've been traveling and and doing whatever you do, do you feel like there's still an issue of some sort that has not been solved yet? like anything related to tech or, or traveling or remote working or anything like that? Do you feel like there's something that you feel like someone should get up and do now? Um, 
No, I mean, I think honestly, I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to do. Like, that's my business, honestly. If if so, we look at our we look at our product as a lot larger than. Uh, like, I'll just give you an example. Like, one thing that we're doing right now is is we're trying to find a better way to have stand up meetings, like we talked about. That's a big part of of, of our daily management. And so, right now, Hubstaff we're building that that ability. Um, I don't think of a, a specific one thing that needs to happen um, in the world of remote work. I think that mobile has a long way to go. Mobile has a long way to go. I mean, mobile, like you can't do everything you can do on a laptop, obviously on a mobile device that has a long, so somebody that creates a good app for, uh, I don't know exactly what, but I'm just saying that mobile is, is kind of the shortcoming right now Uh, because, and obviously if you're like, I work from my phone probably, I don't know, an hour and a half a day right now. And that hour and a half is I can't get everything done that I that I could otherwise do. Um, companies that have really good mobile apps, I noticed that it's easier to get work done, you know, because I can have a better experience. I can get more – I can actually be more efficient while, right. uh, while I'm working mobile. So mostly if you have a problem, you solve it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can't think of anything specific, you know, that – Right. No, that's, that's a great thing. Like, you know, people love complaining. That's a good attitude to have, you know, if we, if we have something that we want better, we're just going to try to do it ourselves if no one else is doing it. Yeah. Well, especially when, especially when talking about like in the world of like, you know, there's a lot of things I will say this, I guess here's one, here's one example of something. This is a great example, actually payments, you know, payments are payment, international payments are, are really in a really bad place right now. It's a lot better. Uh, than it was, but that that's something that somebody can get up and do really, really well. And there are companies that are that are trying that, and there's a lot we looked into it ourselves. But it would just cost so much in consulting and internet, like in in order to have the ability and be get all the spe- get all the the clearances we need to get um, and certifications. It would just be very, very hard. You know, somebody needs to basically have an API that allows this stuff to transfer more freely. And I certainly understand the complications there. It's, it's huge. So that, that could be really, really big. Right. So with the, with the rise of kind of fintech right now and all of that, hopefully that'll be fixed soon enough as well. Yeah. Awesome. So we're pretty much out of time. Um, it was great having you. Yeah. And for people listening, go check up Hubstaff if you're a remote team. Go check them out. If you're not a remote team, maybe you'll become one one day. Who knows? And uh, it was good talking to you. I'll yeah, see you soon. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it.